Hello, everybody, and welcome to Showhoppers. Today we are covering Ozark Season 1, Episode 7, Nest Box. Kurt, what the hell is a nest box? I actually have no clue. I, the only <laughs> thing I can think this means is like the bird stuff Jonah watches. I really have no idea what this title means. I, I'm Yeah, I want to talk about that. First, we should introduce ourselves. I'm Mr. Sal, high school science teacher. Here with a former student of mine, Kurt. And we both love Ozark. Second watch through for, I, I think this is the second time watching this episode for both of us, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did look up what a nest box is. Uh, it's basically a birdhouse. Interesting. Okay. okay. So, you know, it, it would be like uh, a box that you put on a pole or the side of your house or something that birds would then nest in. Is there a difference between nest box and a birdhouse? I can't tell the difference, okay. but I mean, I really... Uh, full disclosure here i did a google image search so i didn't even <laughs> i didn't even read a definition of a nest box but but all of the google images that popped up uh were of basically birdhouses uh now it is interesting i suppose that this family is called the birds oh so yeah i didn't think about that yeah so i i do i think we need to let's i mean We'll, we'll guess the ratings, but then we got to get into title analysis here because okay. I want to understand this. But all right. So I think that you probably. Uh, let's see. I think you probably really liked this episode. I, I think that you liked everything going on with Jacob and Darlene. I think you probably uh, liked a lot of them the, Mar marty was pretty heavily featured in this episode um i mean is there is her name eugenia who Sa 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 sam's mother gets uh, hit by yes. a garbage truck yeah uh it's pretty cool uh, i i think you probably gave this episode a nine mm, that's a guess that's a good guess i did give it a nine. Oh, hey as, as always no mr sal yeah. For you though, for you though, so you've revealed you're going to give one episode a ten, one episode an eight. Uh, I, I didn't. I said at least one ten. At least one ten and at least one eight. By uh, the way, this, there's only, there are only three episodes left. Yeah, barring this one. Uh, Other than this one, yeah. I don't think you gave this one an eight. Okay, I don't okay. think you gave this one an eight, especially with the argument right. between Marty and um, Wendy. You love that type of stuff, right? So mm. you just love people being angry at each other. So I think. But I don't think you gave it a 10. Maybe you did, but I, I'm going to go. Oh, the Ruth and her father. I know you like them. Mm. I'm, I'm going back and forth here, but I'll go back nine. As you've given every other episode, a nine. Yep. I gave okay. it a nine. <laughs> the solid nine. <laughs> Seven yep. nines in a row, Mr. Sale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not that much different. I have all nines, one eight. So. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, you know, I think I may have to reevaluate where I ranked this. Because I I think I put this in um, I put this in like the middle of the season like I, I I think it's my fourth rated episode out of seven but I may have to reevaluate it after we talk about it we'll see mm -hmm. I'd probably give this um, maybe top three somewhere in there yeah yeah I I I I, I mean that breakup scene at the end epic breakup it's not a breakup 
It may as it's well not be quite. A yeah, yeah, it's not quite. You can't quite leave but each that, other. But that argument is epic. I love it. Uh, so good. Oh my god. Uh, I actually really love everything that was going on with Charlotte and Jonah in this episode. Uh, yeah, I, I I do love most of this episode. I think that my one knock on it is there wasn't enough Ruth. So fair enough. That's that's about it. Too much but, Mason. Oh, oh, most Mason is too much Mason. So yeah, fair enough. Actually, this this was there was quite a bit of Mason and Petty. And that kind of tips the scales the other way too. So, anyway, I so let's let's talk about the title before we do the symbols because, all right, if if we are thinking of the name of the family, we know that they are the birds. We know that a nest box is supposed to be a home for birds. We know that Jonah is really studying with these European. Is it starlings? I think so. Yeah, I think it was starlings. Um, He's studying them. They're an invasive species. You know, they, they, he wants to kill them because they are an invasive species. Rightfully so. So, okay. So, but I guess maybe we're meant to think about the birds, the, the, the you know, Marty, Wendy, the kids as the invasive species here. Oh, that's, wow. That's a really deep title. If that's the case. <laughs> that's a really deep title. Like that's yeah, pretty. I mean, that's pretty deep. First, you have a nest box to birdhouse. From birdhouse, we connect the bird's last name to the house, so it's the bird's house. Yeah. Now we go back to the episode where the birds are where birds are mentioned and how they're an invasive species. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. I mean, they they do seem to be just like disrupting the natural order of things in the Ozark here. Did you think? Did you think of this beforehand? Uh, just a little bit. Well, okay. I, no, I, I I thought about it maybe yesterday. I thought about how when I looked up what a nest box is, <laughs> uh, and then I thought, well, you know, birds live in a nest box. I was like, wait a minute, Marty and Wendy's last name is Bird. Hmm. Which it would be really interesting if they gave them that last name specifically to make this reference. I I, I don't know how down I'd be with that. I'm trying to think how I still feel about it. So how do you feel about this title then, Mr. Sal? Uh, I still don't love it because okay. I, I, you know, nest boxes is, is the, the home, I guess it's the synthetic home of this invasive species. So a nest box to me would indicate, I guess the house that they live in, but maybe, maybe if you, th- if you broaden that to just mean the Lake of the Ozarks, yeah, the Ozarks. yeah then if that if you consider that marty and wendy's nest box then i you know i like it more than i originally did when i didn't know what a nest box was yeah but um but i still don't love it this is a lot of work to to analyze this title that i'm still not sure i have right i'll say i this was my i was going to go on here and say this is my least favorite title of this like season the series so far though you have just convinced me it's not my least favorite still don't like it but at least there's yeah. some connection there. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, uh, but I, like I say, I don't even know if I'm right about this. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would be interested to hear from the makers of the show what their intention was in naming this nest box. But anyway, uh, you want to talk about the symbols? 
uh, not quite. I have some of my okay. own housekeeping here. So I, I so oh. we've, we've been wondering, I think last episode where we really talked about, you know, how is Marty laundering construction cost money, right? <laughs> we don't yes. understand how he's doing this. This doesn't make sense because he's, for, for just to recap for people, he's it, claiming to, so for example, for the Blue Kettin, he bought way more carpet. He bought like 10 times the ACs that he needs. But how mm-hmm. does that help him launder money? Right. So I looked I looked it up because people are also asking this question. How does Ozarks, how does Marty make money from inflating cost of construction? Right. How does this work? Oh, how, how okay, does this work? You were brave. So I look I looked at it, right? Some people said, oh, well, there's tax benefit because you can write it off and you know, otherwise you get taxed for, which is fine. But still, that doesn't quite help with all the laundry. You know, I don't understand that. Some people have other things. Some people are saying, uh, the suppliers he is using are Dell's suppliers. So basically he's paying Dell for the construction costs, right? And then I looked at it mm. abstractly from Ozark. So I looked up, you know, inflated construction costs are like laundering money through construction costs, right? So I did yeah. it away from the Ozarks. And basically a way some people try to launder money through construction is you open up a shell company and then you own the shell company or someone you know owns a shell company. You pay them for your construction. You pay them way too much for your construction they subcontracted to an actual construction company where they keep the in-between ah but but then the question is where did marty get this money to pay for this construction like i don't understand that part still well where where does he get the money for that well he i mean he's losing some money that way yeah but i guess i but i guess i guess he's doing it for tax purposes i don't i still don't understand how he's because when the IRS go, hey Marty, how'd you get that money to pay for that construction? And you go, oh, I made it for my business. So he just made it from the business. Why he has to do the construction? I can get it for tax purposes, so he can write it off. But I still don't get how that launders money. I I don't either. Now I'm I'm impressed that you did internet searches on money laundering. <laughs> yeah, probably on a list now. That's true. I'm probably on some sort of list. They're like, oh, well, we got to keep a fine comb. So we'll see how my taxes go this year after looking at money laundering. <laughs> but I was curious. So, but yeah. but the answer is, I still I'm still kind of confused. But you know, I tried. So I'm just gonna not and accept it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess the shell company makes some sense. It makes some sense. I. But you still have to. You, so you're gonna let's say you know you want to push a million dollars into that shell company you still gotta pay out let's say you're gonna pay out two hundred thousand dollars to the you know to the actual construction company mm-hmm. so you laundered eight hundred thousand dollars but you lost two hundred thousand dollars in the process and right but but, uh, but the thing is did you really launder that eight hundred thousand because where'd you get that million in the first place to pay for the construction yeah that's a good point yep you know what I mean? It's like, I don't understand that part. I go into the tax benefit behind it because then it's no longer profit. Mm-hmm. That's true. So that's a way to hide it as that. But then that company has its profit. But I don't know if that's not going to get that much into it, right? I guess I see the tax benefit in it. I don't see a laundering benefit in it. I didn't yeah. look into it too much. But if anybody listening has any experience with money laundering, will you please let us would you, know would you please explain, yeah this construction cost money laundering because i'm not the only we're not the only people that wonder this mr sal i okay. looked i looked up like marty money laundering or like construction cost money laundering and other people have asked this question all right good so good i, I feel i feel smart then i suppose yeah I, yeah other people are also confused so 
I was glad to hear we're not we're not alone, but that that that's it. So good. All right. Well, thanks for doing that research, Kurt. I appreciate you using your IP address instead of mine. No problem. <laughs> then anytime, Mr. Sal. Okay. So uh, let's talk about the symbols then. Uh, we've got the swim goggles uh, as the letter Z, which of course is Charlotte uh, going for that late night swim and almost drowning. Uh, do you want to do the A? Oh yeah, the the pig on what uh, spit roast. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's yep. during. We see a very clear shot of that at the Snells during their little, I think, employee party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So on the, uh, the the R is a gas can. Now this one, I've got a little beef with this one. Why? So, <laughs> I I'm assuming this is representative of the gas can that uh, Mason uses to douse the the church with when he burns it down, mm -hmm. but it's a totally different gas can. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's okay. Like this one in the symbols has like a nozzle to, to make it look like an R, whereas Mason's is, there's no nozzle on it. It's just yeah, it's like a, it's out of a can. Well, <laughs> may, well maybe, maybe he took off the nozzle. He's staying in his way. Oh, uh, okay. I, <laughs> I still so don't we need, love we need a little one, R. But... We need the letter R. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm not that much against it. I don't care that they try so hard for it to be like the letter, right? I think the mm -hmm. gas can is enough with the story. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, uh, and then you want to do the K? Uh, yeah. That that that's a looks like a barbed wire fencing specifically yep. for a prison or jail, like the one Ruth's uh, father is in that she goes to. Yes. Visit. Yes. Yes, I agree. Now, I, I do, I do wish they had found a way to work the garbage truck into the symbols here. That would have been a good I, one. Know, I mean, honestly, like, I don't know about you, but to me, that scene with her getting hit by the garbage truck is one of the most iconic Ozark scenes. It's like when I think of Ozark season one, it's one of the first scenes that comes to mind. It is well, it's because of how how shocking it is, right? Like, it's just there's. There's just you can't see it coming. Maybe you can see it coming like moments before it happens, but like no one's yeah. thinking, yeah, mom's gonna die. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, no one's thinking about that. So, or Sam's mom's gonna die. So, I, you know, and I have to say honestly, I I thought she was a bigger character in this series. She's only in what two episodes? Yeah, two three episodes. I mean, it's a credit to to her to to the actor who who portrays her because she stuck in my head a lot. <laughs> I I really thought there was more of her in this season. Yeah, I good good work on her actor. Really played off that controlling mother pretty well. Yeah. Right. Same with Dell. To be honest with you, I, I thought Del we had as a well. lot more Dell. Uh, me too. <laughs> I I that that gets me even more. I, I I totally agree. I thought there was way more Dell in the season. I thought he came for a visit or something or like <laughs> nope. I mean he came. He's episode one, obviously very prevalent in. And we've had some phone calls with Dell. One that. one phone call is always. Sorry, had. yeah, yeah. Sorry, we had his like one little like intro scene, and then the phone call, and then there you go. Yeah, so I think that uh, now we are going to get quite a bit of Dell in the next episode. Okay, that's that's so, exciting. So, yeah. so we start we start out here 
Marty goes to uh, the Young's house. This is uh, because he's, it, it picks up right where we left off last episode. He sees that they put up a cross on the church. So he go, the Young's are Mason and Grace. He goes right over to their house, trying to get there as fast as he can to intercept the Snells, but the Snells are already there. And Marty gets in between them, tries to intervene by telling the Young's that the Snells are looking for a reference because Marty's planning to invest in their farm. And Mason falls for hook, line, and sinker. But there's just such an aura of menace about the Snells here, especially Darlene. She is, like, terrifying. If she goes up to Grace, she puts her hands on her shoulder. She touches Grace's belly. Uh, and it's, it's just so, so threatening. Uh, but that's what we know about the Snells. That's what we need to remember about the Snells is that they are menacing. They are threatening. And Marty knows the stakes of this conversation. Mason and Grace are completely oblivious to it. They think that he, they're just there to get a reference. It's always oh, the Snells. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, but they're, they were actually on their way to rip the baby out of Grace. Yeah, they were not, they were not happy about that uh, cross being erected <laughs> on the yeah. unfinished chapel. And I, I, I also like, so, you know, when they start talking, well, Marty, the, Jacob kind of plays into Marty, saying, you know, he might be investing in the farm and this mm-hmm. hidden conversation of basically bribing or at least paying off Jacob uh, mm-hmm. to not do anything. And, oh, yeah. A, it's great. It is. It is. You know, yeah, Jacob shows quite a bit of interest. Well, how much were you thinking? And in fact, he rides with Marty in his car away from the Young's place while Darlene drives the truck. And he basically shakes down, shakes Marty down for all he's got. <laughs> Marty says, all I've got is $724,000. Uh, Jacob says, all you got sounds about right. <laughs> why, so. why, why did Marty accept that? why i have no idea why did he reveal how much he had to begin with or why didn't he just i don't know whatever i mean i i guess he's scared i get i mean what but what's he he's not scared for himself or his family the snells aren't coming after them they're going after the youngs now it does seem seem a little bit odd that marty is willing to make the sacrifice for someone else because he doesn't seem like a very compassionate, empathetic person. Yeah. But maybe he's scared of like, I mean, if they get rid of Mason and Grayson, or at least if they do something to them, like his family's still on the chopping block. You know what I mean? From the Snells. Yeah. And like now they yeah, don't even so. have a place to distribute. So I, I, I'd imagine Marty's still scared they'll do something to his family as well. Mm. Or if not there, at some point down the line, you know, either something else will happen or they'll just be angered by the lack of distribution or something. So, yeah, no, I, 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 get why. I, I think that the reason why he goes all in on it is because he, he they're going to the place where Marty stores the money. Like the Snells are going to see how much money he has and he knows they're going to take it. So rather than um, try to deceive them, but because he knows they're going to see exactly how much he has, uh, he's just going to concede. Yeah. 
fair enough. So, yeah. Uh, and Jacob tells this in, while they're there. Sorry, at the at the the storage unit where Marty keeps the cash. Uh, Jacob tells this story about shirking his chores and going to see the dam, uh, how the dam worked. Uh, and his father threatened to break his nose if he did it again, which of course he did. Uh, he does not confirm or deny that his father then broke his nose. Uh, this is, I guess, I think there's there's meant to be a through line here, a, a parallel between Dell's story and Jacob's story. Do you, do you, do you think? Well, Del, so Dell tells the story of his, I can't oh, remember her name, yes, the employee. The employee, yeah, at the, I think he even called her aunt or something. Right. So yes. it, it tells the story about how my father owned a business, you know, and this woman stole $5 from him. What should my father do? Uh, Jacob tells the story. My father uh, told me I needed to, to do my chores and not skip and go to the dam, but I did. What do you think my father did? So I, I, I don't know if, if we're meant to see that parallel between Dell and Jacob uh, or if Marty's meant to see that, but it definitely struck me as, oh, they're, they're both telling these stories about their father's justice. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And there's so. definitely similarities between Jacob and Dell. Definitely, you know, mm -hmm. part his nails, uh, part of the drug dealing community mm -hmm. but really like, calm about it like yeah. it, there, there's there's a there's a terror yeah there, there's a terror in the calm of Dell and Jacob that's very different from the terror you get from Darlene yeah Darlene just seems crazy and she's just willing yeah. to do whatever but yeah Jacob and Dell are much more a calm terror yeah, it's almost like they, they they kind of lull you into a false sense of security before, you know, dumping you in a barrel of <laughs> some decomposing liquid. <laughs> Whereas Darlene is is putting it all out there right from the beginning. It's just a nice lemonade or opioid <laughs> to the neck, you know, whichever. Yeah. There we go. All right, so that's that's the cold open, and then we get the symbols. Uh, we pick up after the symbols with Jonah watching that video that we talked about on the European starling being an invasive species. Uh, Charlotte is kind of lamenting her lost life in Chicago. Uh, and Jonah asks for permission to kill starlings, which takes uh, Wendy by surprise. Um, and as she drops them off at Lakeside Valley School. So I, this looks like their first day of school yes I, I, okay. it totally is well I, yes because the principal says so later yep. and i think ruth says so in the next scene here about why and three okay. so they've been here for at least a couple of months then right yeah. because they got they got there before the fourth of july and now it's at earliest early uh it's late august um and it, or it could be early september yeah, I, I when when do school start in the south? Don't, don't they sometimes start in like August, like early August? It's, or is it late it's August? different. It's different in different states. So you know, most states, uh, I think I think most states are going to be universal across the state, okay. but um, not from one state to another. So yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah. tell you. I couldn't tell you in Missouri whether they start in the end of August or the beginning of September. But in any case, yes, it's definitely been some time since the Fourth of July. It's not July anymore. So, right. 
right? Uh, but this is certainly, you can understand uh, everything that happens with Charlotte for this episode is, is kind of stems from this event. You know, this is her first day of school that, you know, nothing says, yeah, I live here now. Uh, I'm, I'm a local, like I'm enrolled in school here. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't, this isn't just me visiting for the summer anymore. And she got it. She got hit with that really hard last episode uh, with Zach, uh, did, you know, ditching her at the end of the summer. Uh, and Wyatt telling her, I guess you're a, you're a, you're an us or you're a we. No. Something about her being a local now. Yeah, yeah. Wyatt. Right. Um, and now here she is enrolled in school. It's like, it's very, it seems very final. Like this is their home now. And you can see her rebelling against that idea throughout the episode. You know, I, I never thought about this because this this can't be a time jump, though. Because if, if we think about it, well, this episode starts oh. how the last one ended, yep. right? Yep. And, yep. and wasn't the last one on the 4th of July? Yeah, yes. Uh, no, no, no. The last one was not the 4th of July. That was um, that was ruling days. Okay, okay. Never mind then. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So it's the not last okay. One. So so that means the last one was a time jump from the Fourth of July. Yeah, I, I would I would say yes. Okay. And then that makes yeah, sense. I mean they it, built up because they built up the church a bit. You now they have the frame for it. That that makes sense. Okay. Because I, I was yeah. curious to like what happened with the whole Rachel thing. At the blue cat, like is that mm. if, if we had a big time jump between last episode and this, but yeah, but if that was just last episode, that was only yeah, just all however long this episode took place in like a day or two. So okay, right, Never mind. yeah. So yes, ruling days was episode five. That was the fourth of July. Yeah, and then we did get a time jump to episode six, the Book of Ruth. Okay, that that would have been more toward th- that was the end of the summer because that's when zach packed up the boat and left mm-hmm. yes okay yeah but and this episode did pick up exactly where the last episode ended ended so th- now it is possible that there's a time jump between the cold open and this that's true no actually i don't think so because we get back to marty talking to wendy no you're right because they are just talking it's just him trying to get the money back. So yeah, it could be some time between it. You're right. Yeah, there could be some yeah, there blank could be. amount of time. I mean, yeah, probably not probably a not, lot of time. But there, but there could be like a day or two or yeah. some small amount of time. Yeah, that's true. But Okay. I mean, Ruth still has the bruise from when Russ hit her. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely not that much time between Book of Ruth and this episode. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. In any case, anyways. Sp- speaking of Ruth, Ruth and Russ, uh, those bobcats are getting big, huh? They are growing up. That's another. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how <laughs> they grow up so fast. They do. Uh, so cute. Anyway, Russ is uh, seemingly pretty worried that Ruth is going to see Cade, and her face is still bruised. And I, uh, the the implication here is that he's worried that she's going to tell him how she got bruised. Mm-hmm. Of course. Ruth says, well, you should, probably shouldn't hit me like that, but uh, Russ um, th- goes to visit Petty, 
who makes him promise he won't try to kill Marty again, which he didn't do in the first place. But somehow Petty convinces Russ to say this. And, and it turns out Petty records him saying it. Yeah. How sweet. Now, yeah, that's nice. Petty caring for Russ, not wanting him to go to jail or anything. Yeah, it's just uh, how sweet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why Russ says this, though, because he didn't try to kill Marty. Yeah. He, he, he didn't actively do anything to kill Marty. I guess he supported Ruth killing Marty. Yeah, he knew she was doing it, but he didn't do anything to stop her. But, you know, this goes back to the, the discussion you and I had about uh, the lost episode, what Kate did. You know, d- does Kate's father have an o- obligation to turn her in? Does, does Russ have an obligation to stop Ruth? Yes. What's the difference here? So the difference is Kate wasn't doing anything illegal at the time. It wasn't going, there's nothing he could surmise she was going to do that was illegal going forward. Here, he knows that Ruth's going to kill someone. So that is, yeah. I think, onus now that he should do something. So I, I, okay. I, I do think he should do something here. Yeah, At least yeah, in so le- the, like legally, I think he should. I don't know if that's actually the, the law. I, like, I'm not a lawyer or anything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I feel it's different in that context. That's so, so the difference is the timeline of it. Yeah, Whereas like if Ruth Kate, had already killed him and yeah. came and visited Russ, it's like, oh yeah, I killed Marty. Um, that's a, it's even another thing if like I, I, I it's kind of questioning if he she stayed with Russ and Russ hit her. That's also I think like accomplice like level stuff. But if she came and visited Russ and then left and Russ didn't report it, I think that's fine. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess I, I see the difference, at least. All right. All right. Well, hmm. What? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> I see the difference. Well, actually, though, I don't well, I mean, know. I, do, I do see the difference, but and I argued that Sam, Kate's father, had an obligation to turn her in. Yeah. But now I'm arguing that Russ doesn't have an obligation to turn Ruth in. Yeah. Because she hasn't she hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, but 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 she says she's going to. Okay. But she hasn't done anything. It's like, is this the thought police or is this the like thought the... police? I think showing uh like intent is also a crime. Which is not, if I if someone came to you and said, Yeah, and seriously said they even told you how they're gonna do it, they're going to kill someone, right? They're going, well, that's not my I don't have to tell anyone. That's not my responsibility. Like, I think it is. I think you should probably tell someone. I think that's. Mm. Uh, I think I I would frown more upon that than if someone had already killed someone and visited you, uh, especially if it's a loved one, and then didn't you know, then left. You didn't do anything, I guess, about it. Huh. I wonder where the law actually does come down on these. I, yeah, I, I don't. I wonder if Russell would get in any actual legal trouble. I, I understand if he tried concealing it or covering it up, he probably would. But if he just knew Ruth was planning this and then Ruth pulled it off, and I'll say he didn't even get like a dime of it, would he would he get in legal trouble for it? Like he just he just knew it was happening, but he didn't like help it or stop it or anything. He just was aware of it. Right. I yeah, I don't. I don't know what's legal. I I don't know. 
Hmm. I have no clue. I mean, this is some shaky ground here. I think, I, you know, the idea of turning somebody in before they actually commit a crime. I don't think that's shaky ground. That's, that happens, all, like, that's times of, like, sting operations are, like, if we show enough intent to do something, right? They, they have, you know, intent to murder people having, like, text messages. There's, I, I, I don't know if you were, uh, kept track on the Tiger King at all. Did you view the Tiger King at no, all? No, I didn't. That's not your type no. of thing, right? Yeah, you don't like real world documentary stuff. But in any case, <laughs> this exact thing happens. Basically, he, the Tiger King, Joe Exotic, one of his things, reasons he's in jail is for intent to kill, intent to get an assassin to kill someone. He never did it. He tried to do it, kind of. But it never happened. The person never died. He went to jail for it. That's one of his charges. Did he hire the assassin, though? Yes. Okay, well, that's that. he did it then. Oh, fair enough. Okay. That's, that's true. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because Ruth could just be blowing smoke. But even if she, I think there's enough intent that, like, Ruth will get in trouble now, right? Even if, even if she didn't, like, if she's showing intent to kill, that is, that is a crime. You can't show, like, if you have an intent, I think, what's that? I'm not a lawyer. I think it's called the mens rea. I wonder if it's a lawyer listening, which is like, do you know the mens rea? No. There's like the mind of the criminal, right? Like, whether you have a guilty mind, what, what your mindset is while you do it, that's important in criminal, like, whether you're guilty or something or not, right? So, like, okay, if Ruth is planning it and thinking about it, that's intent. I think, I think if that's legal, I think she would get in trouble in the law. I don't know if she really would, but I think she would. I'm pretty confident she would. I don't know. I feel like the worst she could, she would get for this is a restraining order from Marty. No, man, I hope not. Okay, I I see what you're saying, though. Maybe that is the case, though. Well, I I guess we'd have to figure out, like, what shows intent to kill slash murder, right? Like, what's the... What's the bear like? What's the entry to show intent? Because obviously, obviously, she like took a knife, went to Marty, tried to stab him. He, you know, missed. He ran off, got the police, and she got arrested. Yeah, we would agree that's intent to kill or something, right? Or attempt. Well, that's a that's attempted yeah. murder, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's attempted murder. Is this attempted murder? What Root's doing? Obviously, I mean, I the, guess... the latter thing is attempted murder. But even if we, if we subtract that out, just her planning it and thinking about it, and if she told her plan to. Uh, we know he she told her plan to Russ, right? Well, right. she didn't even do it yet, though. Is that enough? I would say it is. Uh, I, see, I don't know because because how do we know that she's not just saying this to Russ to get him him off her back and stop asking her for money? Like she could argue that in court. She can argue that yeah. in court by all means. But I think she'll definitely get in legal trouble for it. Maybe she could get now, found innocent for it. But anyway, if she's if she says this and then the uh, you know the authorities go to Marty's house and they find the ladder wired up, then absolutely yeah, that's yeah. attempted murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if she hasn't hooked it up yet or anything, or she, you know, she's talking right. about what she plans to do, I still think that's legal. I still think she gets uh, intent to kill for that. And she can argue. She can argue. I was just saying it to make Russ feel better. But I don't know. I Okay. I don't know though, Mister Sal. I'm yeah, really no, this is this is interesting. <laughs> this is interesting, but anyway, Petty uh, has implicated Russ here by getting him to say that he won't try to kill Marty again, which is ridiculous. He didn't try to kill him in the first place. And why would you say this anyway? Is, is Missouri a one-party state? Oh, is I have it no idea. allowed to record you like that? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. 
Anyway, uh, Marty now is very hard pressed for cash. He now owes Dell, you know, the, the $724,000 that he just gave to Jacob. And he hasn't, that was unlaundered. He still has to find that money and launder it. So he starts making phone calls to former clients, which is interesting. Uh, they probably haven't heard from him for a couple of months. Uh, but he generally gets rejected pretty much by everyone. Right. Yeah. As far as Wendy I can tell. It, yeah. Wendy puts it well, you know, he, he closed up shop, presumably gave mm-hmm. them their money back. You know, they knew that shop was closing up, but he just closed up shop and left immediately. That's, you know, that's, that's kind of betrayal. Yeah. So why, why would you give it around to? Yep. Exactly. Uh, Wendy uh, is staging well, attempting to stage a house for Sam. And she is pretty annoyed by this painting that Eugenia's hung up in the in the house of what she calls a zombie mermaid. Uh, but someone is uh, looking for a house, uh, even though this they're not showing this one right now, and comes in and Wendy takes that guy around to see some houses. Of course, this guy's not actually looking for a house. He's actually from the cartel and completely spooks Wendy. Uh, with the, when she when he drops the kids' names and the school where they go, and basically threatens her. You know, yeah, we 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 want our money. It's dried up. You better get it. We know your kids' names and where they go to school. Spooky. But when Wendy has an idea, you know she she could she tells Marty about this, but then she comes up with a bit of a plan which is pretty now this i understand yes this, this makes sense it, they're taking they're, yes. it's like it's like it's, it's like the basis basic plan of a ponzi scheme now obviously it's not multiple people but you you, you take from peter to pay paul right you take from sam yep. to pay dell and then and marty even admits that next time you get more money from dell they'll use that money to pay back Dell. So kind of like i mean hopefully at some point they're able to inject actual money into that but right yeah, it's like right. a Ponzi scheme almost, except just one person. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, exactly. So Wendy tries to get Sam to invest Eugenia's money. So Eugenia, who in the last episode was talking about cutting Sam out of the will, it turns out she has $906,000, which is more than what Wendy and Marty need to uh, make to, to pay off Dell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say... Or, Wendy tells Sam that Marty is starting some kind of investment fund and he's looking for donors of a million, or not donors, investors of a million or more, but he might make an exception for Eugenia, which is, you know, classic uh, FOMO, (laughs) instigation of FOMO here. But FOMO, of course, being fear of missing out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And, but, you know, if he wants to do it, don't tell her that that Marty is her husband. Does she ever say that? And is that in this scene, or is that a later scene? No, I actually I think Sam's the one that tells. Uh, what's it? Sam, Eugenia? Sam, yeah, Sam begs, like, wants her to make sure. Oh, it's a, how am I saying it so poorly? Sam doesn't want his mom to figure out that Wendy and Marty are a thing. Oh, that's right. Okay. I don't. I don't think Wendy's the one that says that at first. I think Sam's the one. All so right. She but can't find that's out. that's in this scene, right? Yeah, that is in this scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because then, okay. like, Wendy agrees, and then 
oh, and you can do whatever you want, Sam. And he's like, ah, oh, I get to be in a motivational speaker, right? That's so right. excited <laughs> to be a motivational speaker. I would love to know what Sam intends to speak about. I, motivational things, you know, like, uh, yeah, motives. Okay. Motivational speakers. I mean, most motivational, most motivational speakers have like a story to tell, right? What's Sam's uh, story? It's just peanut butter toes? Like, I had a dad and my dad passed away. I had a mom. Mom was kind of mean to me. Got a middling real estate company, then a booming real estate company. Then my mom died. And I got her inheritance, and now here I am telling you my story. Okay. I'm not sure how inspirational that is, but, you know, good for Sam that he wants to do this. So there you go. Yeah. I, I found motivation in that. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad you did. Thanks. Ready? <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So Marty is at his wit's end with Mason and Grace. Doesn't He has to get them to stop. Uh, talking about uh doing services on the uh, in the church instead of on the water so he spills everything he tells them everything about jacob and darlene and why he needs to stay on the water i mean this might be the stupidest thing marty's done i feel like why what what choice did he have i mean i guess you're right in that case if you can't get him to I mean, he literally, who, if I'm not mistaken, does Marty, so I, this is my assumption. I just thought about it now. I, I, I was under the assumption that Marty and Wendy still owned the property of the church here. Yeah, like, at this I, point, I, I think Why so. don't you just cut all ties with Mason, right? And just, I it's like, this is my property. I'm bulldozing it and get off of it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. And we're not working All right. anymore. Like why? Because this is literally shooting off your nukes, right? Like what? What else? What else are the snails going to do now? Oh, you ratted us out, Marty. Thanks. Now we're going to rat you out. Like this. This is just. I I don't know. I don't know. I feel. Like, uh, maybe Marty had other I, reasons why he didn't want to do that. I, I mean, I guess he was hoping that Mason wouldn't confront the snails. That's fair enough. He just thought that he would believe them. And go on about. I guess. I guess Grace's reaction is what he expected from Mason as well, right? Grace reacted yes. how Marty wanted them to react, but I guess Ma- Mason was too a buck wild for uh, Marty. So fair enough, actually. So I guess if they both reacted that way, it would have paid off. So I guess I'll take it back. But I, I, I don't know. I don't agree with this. Okay, I, well, I, 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 get, I get a bit more thinking about how Grace react reacted to it. I mean, he's got to do something because Mason. I mean, he says we can't build the church here because of zoning. And Mason says, well, which zoning codes are we talking about? And Marty has no answer for that. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He made the whole thing up. So he's got to give him something. He's either he's, he's got the two choices. Let's say tell him about Jacob and Darlene or say, you know, just sever ties and say, listen, I'm out. Get off my property. I'm bulldozing it. And I mean, I guess. I guess his fear might be that if he bulldozes it and severs ties with Mason and Grace, that they'll just find another way to do it. They'll keep searching for ways to, to get a church. Uh, oh, like he, now, now they want a church. Okay. I see yeah. Like, and he really needs them on the water because he needs to stop pissing off Jacob and Darlene. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
anyway, I don't know. That's that's how I'm recon reconciling it in my head. But anyway, so we are confirmed. Petty recorded Russ saying, I won't try to kill Marty Bird again. Uh, and his plan is to use it to turn Russ and then to turn Ruth against Marty. So basically, I'm going to threaten to use this uh, unless Russ starts working for me. Uh, and then we'll, we'll use Russ to somehow do the same thing to Ruth down the line so that she starts working for me yeah. to, to nail Marty Bird. So yeah, flip Russ, flip Ruth, and then get Marty. Fair enough. Right. So Evans uh, wants to take over as Russ's handler because Petty is still technically undercover. And Petty, you know, puts up a little bit of a fight, and but eventually says, "Fine, he's yours." Hang up, hangs up. So he's basically discarding Russ at this point. You know, he's, from what I can tell, he intends to not see Russ again. It, yeah, well, yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Well, speaking of Russ, he and Boyd are picking through tourist trash in the lake. And Russ tells Boyd about the bait and tackle shop. Uh, and then Boyd goes on this little, I mean, this is about as deep as Boyd gets, I guess, uh, tells him that he's got his back if he wants to do something different, basically. So, uh, but he, he does it in a much more, much longer, more elaborate way saying that, you know, people think I'm stupid, but I'm observant. You know, I, I can tell, uh, you know, I can read people really well. Uh, and if you want to do something different, I've got your back. Do you think that he knows that there's a romantic thing going on between Russ? And, That's what uh, I was wondering Patty? about. Yeah. If, yeah. if he could tell uh, that uh, that there's a romance uh, between Russ and Patty. And I I feel like that's what he might be hinting at. Because mm -hmm. obviously Boyd and Russ know each other for, for presumably a very long time. They're related and whatnot. So maybe... Yeah. Boyd is okay with Russ coming out and go because Russ does just clam right back up. You know, he's talking about it, kind of gets a little open about this being tackle shop, and then he clams back mm -hmm. up and just goes, No, I am worried about Kay. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I and I, you know, we don't know what it was about Russ that prompted Petty to target him, unless he just legitimately was attracted to him from a mugshot, which that would be interesting. But anyway, uh, maybe there is something in Russ's history to indicate that this is something that might happen. And Boyd knows about that. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. This, this, this cements the idea that Russ, something on his like record criminality record points to him, uh, uh, you know, not being attracted. What's it being attracted to men. So, yeah. Oh, I wonder what it is. Curious to be just because Boyd, or maybe, yeah, it's some other separate incident or, Boyd has some sort of tell on him. I don't know, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to uh, the Youngs. Grace is begging Mason to either go back out on the water or pack up and run away with her. Mm -hmm. But he wants to put his faith in God to protect them, just like in St. Louis. And her response to the St. Louis invocation is, God wasn't protecting you. That kid just had bad aim. He and, and Mason just leaves and says he's going to go pray on it. Which Michelle, Michelle's triggering thing, of course, and someone uh, storms out on an argument, 
right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Mason. Because now what poor Grace, what's she supposed to be doing right now? Is she supposed to be packing up? Is she supposed to be settling back in? Is she, she supposed relax. to be She's like pregnant? She can relax. She's pregnant. Okay. But if she if she knows that the Snells are after them, then I, I mean does she hide in her basement? Like I don't Just know. Relax. I, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, the, I, this would, it would be impossible to relax. I feel really bad for Grace in this situation. Yeah, and uh, also again, I think Grace reacts how most people would react in this situation, or at least, and I think she reacts the way. I guess I shouldn't say that. She reacts the way that Marty expects them to react. Yeah, from hearing this, I I think she textbook. You know, even even after Marty broke the news of them, Mason kind of stormed off into the chapel, and Grace told him, you know, will will be on the water or he'll preach at on the water so mm-hmm. i think i think marty just misunderstood or misinterpreted or just got a bad read on what he thought mason would react like because it does backfire so yeah yeah definitely does i think that probably you love this next scene where jonah is asked to sign by his teacher to sign this pledge to avoid drugs but he won't sign it because yeah. he says uh, it's, it's more complicated than just that. You know, there are economic complications and he lays out all the impl- implications of eliminating the drug trade, uh, the value of the drug oh, money. Yeah. He says it's the only thing that prevented the complete collapse of the economy in 2008. I don't know about the- that, but I, I, I'm sure, you know, I'm not saying it's not true. I just don't know about that. But. Right. Yeah. No, but- I love, I love this whole spiel by Jonah. This was, Wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> I know. right? Listen, you, you get rid of all the drugs, then black market trade. So, yeah. as that happened in the night, as that happened during prohibition. So, good on Jonah for now. Granted, the pledge was just not to take drugs, uh, right? Presumably, well, well, you're black a minor, market, but I, but I, black... I don't actually know what this pledge was. I do think these pledges at school are kind of dumb. I will say that too. Yeah, okay. I mean. I guess I guess it's like it's more serious while you're a kid. Like, oh wow, well, I'm signing this. Yeah, right? so I like, mean, so like now I, I will abide by this. But it's yeah, yeah. I, I you know I'll take it back. I guess I, obviously their signature doesn't really mean anything. It's not like it's not like if Jonah well, like 17, they catch him either doing like a drug or he's they catch him drinking. They're like Jonah, when you were 13, 12, here's you signing this form, <laughs> thing that you would say no to drugs. And here you are doing drugs. <laughs> You're going away for a long, long time, buddy. So obviously, yeah, it's not going to get an extra real trouble for it. It's just, I guess, to, you know, bring the seriousness down on the kids. So whatever. Yeah. But no, but I do like what I like most about the scene is what Marty says. Right. That's, yeah. Well, before before part. you before we go over that, though, like, I think you know Jonah's argument about it's the economic impact of, of the drug trade. Like, isn't that if we don't do drugs, you know, then there's going to be the black market. I mean, they're already black market. They're, yeah. they're already illegal. Uh, but it's the fact that there's so much cash that they have to inject into the economy. That's, I think, what his, what his argument is. But uh, now, to me, uh, and let me know what you think about this. But to me, this sounds like jonah trying to justify and rationalize marty's job he is he's totally just fine rationalize because he, he even goes as far to say like those drug dealers 
need to care for their families and they right. need to like maybe even get a car for that like he he he's 100 percent rationalizing it uh yeah because you know marty helps in the drug trade he doesn't sell drugs per se but he launders the yeah. money for them so yeah i mean i i i don't think i think three months ago he would have just signed this contract wouldn't have said anything oh yeah yeah definitely but when he does say all this marty just looks so proud and and basically he's like yeah you know he's got a point so. <laughs> he's technically right <laughs> he says yeah. he's so he says it to the principal principal asks him to leave and marty says you know he's he's it's hard to say but he's he's right economically speaking <laughs> yeah he's right yeah yeah that's oh, it's awesome it's good stuff but the principal is just not impressed by it. How, how would you feel about this? Because the principal is unimpressed. One reason being, uh, this cost some of his Jonah's classmates to kind of disagree, to kind of rip up their pledges or not to sign, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how does this make you feel if one of your children, because they heard Jonah's impassioned speech, decided not to sign their pledge? Well, I'd have to have a discussion, a counter discussion with my children. <laughs> okay. You know, I think that the big mistake here is made by the teacher, like making a public display of this. Yeah, he gave Joan, she gave Jonah a platform. Yeah, yeah, because the the concern here is not so much that Jonah doesn't want to sign it. Uh, it's it's that he pulls everybody else into his theory and there's nothing saying that he wouldn't have signed it. He just wanted more time. He didn't want to sign it right there on the spot, you know? And if, if the teacher had said, okay, well, why don't you take it home? Talk about it with your parents. Think about it. And if you want, you can bring it back to me tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I mean, that would have been way better than being just causing this upscale and the Jonah being able to talk from the whole class about how his ideals and whatnot. And yeah, that, that totally will probably would have ended better. In fact, probably if he did that, if she did that, she would probably know the parents would probably just tell her, Hey, yeah, kid, just sign it. Right. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Cause I'm sure Marty and Wendy would have said, Jonah, you can't call attention to yourself with this yeah. or us. Like you just sign the thing and move on. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but this is not the only problem that the bird children have. It turns out Charlotte did not show up at class that day either. Truancy. The plague of plague of children, truancy. What what punishment should there be for truancy? You know what I think should happen, Mr. Sal? I think if what? your kid's truant, you find the parents and you lock them up in jail for the night. Uh, okay. You like that, Mr. Sal? Uh, no, I don't like that idea. I, I'm okay with it because I'm not a parent. But I mean, look, I th- if, no, that 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 is if, that if is my, an unreasonable thing to do. If my if my nine year old or five year old is truant, then yeah, I probably deserve the the brunt of the punishment. No, but what what yeah, but what if they've grown up? They're they're Charlotte's age. You drop them off yeah, to school and everything. She's fifteen. I I dropped her at the door. Like there's nothing else that I can do. That, well, so. enjoy the night in per- jail, Mr. Salnoy, and enjoy the night in the city jail. Hmm. Maybe, maybe that'll teach your son a lesson. Yeah, I don't like the idea of that. I don't like that at all. I feel like I heard this. I, I feel like this is real in some place. Hmm. I, 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 I truancy. Well, while, while you're researching that, which I assume you're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
so it turns out she told Wyatt that she was going to Chicago. Um, and so Ruth go, goes with Wendy to St. Louis to cut her off. Okay. Uh, at, at, because the, the bus that she took has to switch in St. Louis. So Marty can't go though. He needs to stay because he needs to meet with Eugenia and Marty almost forgets Jonah. <laughs> uh, I do and, love this. <laughs> Nothing's more important than you, Jonas. <laughs> like, like you almost forgot him. I mean, did we even get to see Jonah in the scene? Like, they actually show him at no. all? Yeah. So no. <laughs> we also forget about. I just, I, I, it's a great comedy. I, uh, Jonah's a funny kid. I, I love Marty. He's sometimes so unfatherlike, though. He's like, yeah, yeah. Nothing's oh, yeah. more important than you, Jonah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh man. It was great. Anyway. Wonderful. Yeah. So uh, Mason visits the Snells at their pig roast, tells them he will not traffic for them anymore. And Jacob appeals to his need to preach to all souls, not just the pure ones. It's like, you know, look at all these sinners I give you. You know, there they are. Because I send them there, preach to them. They need you more than the pure people need you. Yeah. But. Which is is a very, it's the correct argument to make to someone as, I don't know, how, how do I want to say, how do I want to describe Mason? To someone as holier than thou as Mason. Excuse me. I take that back about my beloved Mason. Um, okay, I retract that. Okay, wonderful. Mason, As, he's a great guy. Did you not? Did you know he saved uh, someone's life before? Kind of. Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure that most people know about that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he knows a thing or two about how to deal with so, situations. Someone with the spiritual arrogance of Mason. <laughs> so I've never heard someone say that before. Spiritual arrogance. I mean, it's the same thing as holier than thou, but like it's. Uh, that's what I see in Mason, spiritual arrogance. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, because even after this argument from Jacob, which is exactly what would appeal to his spiritual arrogance, he still resists. So he tells him exactly, Jacob tells Mason exactly why Marty wants to build that church. Mm-hmm. So he basically, you know, says, says exactly what you said earlier. You know, you're going to blow the whistle on me. I'm going to blow the whistle on you. So Mason finally agrees to preach to those who have committed egregious sins for Jacob. I mean, Mason is just too much. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, is that that's what gets Mason to be okay with it? Like, yeah, you guys, you guys can, like, why is he not holding firm on the fact that they're still going to distribute while he gives his sermon like yeah, i understand I, this whole argument of uh, okay yeah uh, i'll be able to preach to uh, a sinful group a very sinful group of people and maybe i could you know help them out but you've got you've got to stop you know distributing through me because that kind of defeats the purpose doesn't it mm-hmm. yeah i that kind of defeats yeah. the purpose so you have to stop doing that and then yeah we're, we're all square so yeah. i guess it's well, just kind of for story's sake but whatever yeah it's, it's not gonna happen anyway because 
Jacob's not going to stop. But did you notice that twice during the conversation here between Mason and Jacob, Darlene tries to get away? Well, for, yeah, first time she wants to be nice, get him some lemonade. Mm -hmm. How sweet of her. But yeah, Jacob tells her, no, 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 don't. And then the second time, yeah, she just tried to like, I'm sick of hearing this. And Jacob tells her to please stay and listen. And so I wonder if the second time she was just going to go get the like heroin needle and inject Mason or if she just really was sick of it and wanted to leave. But the first time certainly sounded like she wanted to help kill Mason. Yes. Uh, second sure. time, don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. I assume she did and was just wanted to go do it. And Jacob was like, no, no, no need. I can, I can sway him. And they definitely, <laughs> I mean, Jacob and Darlene have two different approaches, it seems like. You know, Darlene? Oh, yeah. Much simpler, right? Uh, less people to worry about. Uh, easier to manage. Jacob, we can, we can sway people. We can talk to people. Mm -hmm. We can change minds. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, their juxtaposition is pretty interesting. Yeah, even at the end, you know, she wants to uh, kill Marty. At the end of this episode? Yeah. Or at least she, she wants, yeah, she wants Oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't know. That's right. Yeah, I think she plans to. She wants to kill him. Yes. That's right. Well, at the bus station in St. Louis, Wendy finally finds Charlotte, and Charlotte hugs her and cries. Uh, and she says she wants her old life back. Now, the, this is interesting because she's running away, but she's clearly very relieved to see Wendy, who's there to bring her home. Maybe she realized, like, she doesn't really know how to run away very well. Maybe she's, dude, I would cry too. I hate, like, you ever been at, like, a bus station or somewhere like that? Like, <laughs> like I'd be it. crying too, yeah. Sometimes it can the get bus stations. the terminals. But, yeah. 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 Like, I, yeah, I can understand. I mean, it, part of me thinks, you know, if she didn't want to run away, then she could just get on a bus and go home. So why is she so happy to see Wendy? But then I think part of what's going on here is that it's it's like a call for attention. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. And, yeah. So anyway, uh, Ruth seems to, as she observes this, she seems to take note of the relationship that they have. You know what? I'm not sure when the last time Ruth got a hug was. Yeah, they clearly show Ruth's face. She kind of gives like that weird yeah. smile thing she sometimes does, and she's definitely, mm -hmm. definitely think you know Ruth will remember this. Yep. Because yeah, how the birds are to each other versus how her family treats each other and her included. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Um, I love I love this next scene. I love it. Marty. Would you, yeah, would you want to be selling to what what's Sam's mom's name? Eugenia? Yeah, Eugenia. I think it's Eugenia, but Eugenia. We don't have to say much longer. So Eugenia. No. Yeah. <laughs> would you want to be selling to Eugenia? Uh if I'm Marty Bird, probably. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's a much more blunt person. I, I see you as like a Eugenia type of person. I'm just selling <laughs> to you. Are you someone's trying to sell to you? Like, yeah, okay, okay. But why should I? <laughs> yeah, I am a tougher sell than probably the uh, than most. I, I don't know. I like to think that I'm a tougher sell. Maybe I'm a total mark. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, Marty makes his pitch to Eugenia, um, and she, you know, listens. 
but she says, you know, what's uh, you gave me your, your whole plan here. What's to stop me from bringing this to the guy that I've been working with for years, my current financial advisor. And he tells her, go ahead and do it. She's welcome to. Uh, and on his way out, this is, this is the coup. This is what uh, ultimately sells her no. on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> he compliments the zombie mermaid painting. And then suddenly she is in. <laughs> what it's like um it's like almost it was like a I don't we'll say IQ. I, I don't want to say it's IQ, but it's like a test. She's like, you know, this painting's how I know if someone's truly like myself, talented and smart <laughs> and just you know, overall just a very skilled person in life. And so she knows, you know, Wendy doesn't like it, Sam doesn't like it. I know that these people, yeah, bottom of my shoe, right? The gum on my foot is how she feels. But now Marty looks at you. This guy, he must know how to invest money, right? This guy's going places. So I think I, I don't think I don't think it's so much as it's it's more of like it's a test to know whether they're really worthy. It's like it's like Excalibur and the stone, right? The sword yeah, and the stone. Yeah. That's what it's like. You know, he was able to see that the painting's beautiful. He must be the chosen one. So, so it's interesting I, because I like to think that Wendy you know, told Marty about this painting and said, you know, compliment, compliment this monstrosity of a painting. That's what I was wondering too. <laughs> I don't, I was wondering if, if, if Wendy told Marty about the painting or if Marty truly likes the painting or if he just, <laughs> you know, that went through his mind. Either he actually does like the painting and he said it, or he just thought it'd be a nice thing to say independent of Wendy telling him anything. Right. Uh, but I like to think Marty actually likes the painting and said that. Oh, that's, that's, what, that's what I go with. That's what I go with. I like to, I like See, to mention that. Yeah, and I, there is another direction they could have taken this, and, and I, I would have been very entertained by this too, uh, is that Eugenia knows it's a terrible painting, and it's there as a test, because if somebody says it's a beautiful painting, she knows that they're just a charlatan trying to sell her. You know, uh, something yeah. she doesn't need. Like, like a but, thing. Okay, like yeah. the reverse stone in this. Stone exactly. Uh, every analogy yeah. goes back to the sword in the stone. There, there we go. Yeah, uh, as it should. But, uh, but now she's in. That that's all it took was just this compliment of the zombie mermaid painting. But and so Wendy, I mean. that's yep. how easy of a sell you are, Mister Sal. You put a hard shell exterior, but one crack at it, and you fall right apart. Perhaps perhaps no. i wonder what mine is i, don't oh, know. I hate birds ah oh, fellow fellow intellectual fellow like bird hater okay fellow, fellow yeah. bird hater yes let's see well uh, what, what was the yeah i'll just give you a blank check here thank you very much for yeah. your service what do you sell again no, i don't even no need yeah, you're good you're <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> yeah just take the check thank yeah. you yeah anyway yeah <laughs> all right so wendy drives ruth to the prison and we get this great shot of her in the rearview mirror as wendy pulls in i don't know if you noticed that or not but what wendy's pulling into i don't know the park parking lot whatever the the road up to the door to the prison uh and you know the shot is from the back seat but what we see in the rearview mirror is ruth uh looking at the prison i think she may be putting lipstick on at this point too um but it's 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 good it's a good shot anyway uh she gets in there ruth does and Cade is pissed off that marty's still alive she doesn't throw russ under the bus even she doesn't say well you know i told your idiot brother that i was going to do this and then all of a sudden it was unhooked so really it's his fault she doesn't even throw him under the bus for hitting her yeah so 
she she protects him but she says uh that she got in a fight with a stripper that's how she got the bruise and then he starts criticizing her makeup he tells her that she looks like a prostitute uh he tells her uh, uh oh yeah he tells her the story about um the phrase sticking your neck out uh how it refers to chickens stupid chickens she says and then Cade chimes in, no, stupid you. Don't stupid come back Ruth, here. Yeah, stupid yeah. chickens. No, stupid yep. Ruth. <laughs> yep. No, yep. Don't come back here until he's dead. And he hangs up and walks away. Whew. Okay. Yeah, question for you. Yeah. How can how can he lay out his entire plan? I don't think you can. I'm pretty sure they listen. Like, well, I was gonna say, aren't there... I don't think you can. That's what I was been thinking. <laughs> Yeah, aren't there guards standing right there? If not, like I'm pretty sure they're listening, and if yeah. not, they have the capability to listen. I think, like I don't know, whatever. I'll, I'll, let's not get hang up on that because clearly they're not <laughs> listening, and that would ruin the show or whatnot if, if they could listen. But I feel like in real life, the, for, certainly they have the permission to listen. Now, yeah. I guess I don't know how often they actually listen. Maybe they just like uh, they have a record of it, so if need be, they can go back to it. But yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Well, regardless, it's pretty bold for Cade to just being be saying here in the prison, "Don't come back until he's dead." That's pretty bold. So, so could you let's, let's say they were listening in? Could they arrest Ruth? Uh, oh my God, we're gonna go down this road again. And, and let's, uh, let's get rid of the whole part of her rigging the ladder. Let's say she's like, "I I didn't want to rig. I couldn't rig the ladder, but I'll do. I I, I was too busy." but I'll do it now or something mm. along those lines. I mean, I don't know. I, I would hear this conversation and think, you know, this is, this is on Cade. You know, he's threatening her. He's calling her stupid. Really? Yeah. Oh. She does not, she didn't do anything. She didn't kill him. He's not dead. She she's like, she doesn't even affirm. But okay, at what point Daddy, do you intervene? I, at what, so you're going to watch Ruth, obviously, right? You're obviously going to yeah, watch okay. her. Yeah, uh, okay. But at what point watch do you intervene? Her, yeah. You, you intervene when she starts setting up a plan, when she talks about some more, when she, like... I mean, maybe at that point, I put up the restraining order uh, with Marty. You, you just give her... See, I don't think you... It's like, you gotta go more... If someone's planning to kill someone, I don't think you just give them a restraining order. Because they might still kill him. Or, you're, I guess you're signaling to them, like, we know what you're trying to do. There's a restraining <laughs> order. And now you've let a potential m- murderer on the loose. Not on the loose, but go. And maybe I don't think else. I don't think Ruth said anything incriminating in this conversation, did she? This was all one-sided from Kate's end. I you're probably you know, yeah, why, I you're probably right. I, I'm trying to remember. I, I guess the most incriminating most incriminating thing she says is just like she set it up, she had it ready to go, but uh, you know, uh, Russ undid it. But we already said we'd kind of ignore that part because that's that is well, incriminating yeah. enough. That is enough for you to go like that is incri- you you set she, up the way to kill them and somehow it. But she didn't. She didn't say that Russ took it down. No, you're right. She sorry. Yeah, she she said someone took it down or something happened. You're right. Yeah, she yeah. didn't say Russ because we were yeah. Yeah, and no, I I don't I don't know I I think this is mostly on Cade. I, I think you, if anybody you could gets argue in trouble, that, it's Cade. But I still think Ruth would be in some big trouble. Like definitely some sort of jail time. Well, it's a good thing that nobody was listening. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah, thankfully <laughs> no one's listening. Yeah. All right. Uh Marty transfers Eugenia's money. Uh 
there's now 904,000 or whatever it was, 906,000, I can't remember. Uh, uh, that must be so his sweet. Account. Oh, oh seriously. Well, just, uh, yeah, just going, uh, let me just, now almost a million in my account now. Uh, <laughs> yep, no, you know, you know, 80% of it's going out door to, to Dell, but still, hey, I, I, for I, now, <laughs> it's all mine. Let me see if I can, yeah. can I show off my pick account to anyone? I never, listen, <laughs> I, that would be like, That'd be pretty annoying, actually, if someone went around showing their bank account to people. I've never oh heard of God. that. But if I had that much, no. oh, I'd start going around. Like, hey, friend, let me just, oh, whoops, I'm showing my, I'm streaming my phone on the TV. And, oh, whoa, look at that. <laughs> Almost a million in the bank. My best. That's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> You'd be like the, the wizard who has the Elder Wand in Harry Potter bragging about it, about how he can win any duel. <laughs> and only to, only to have his throat slit in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's kind of a worrying analogy you put to me. Okay, Mr. Sal? That's a uh, what Mr. analogy? That's a worrying analogy or a worrying connection. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But as, I mean, it's, it's it's like those who have and brag are destined to lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see what you mean, though. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Sam... Uh, is staged in this house with Eugenia, uh, and he really tells her off. They get in this huge argument. He ends up firing her, uh, and just to rub salt in the wound, tells her that Marty is married to Wendy. <laughs> uh, she wants immediately as soon as she hears that she wants her invest her investment back. She says, "Call him, get it back." He's like, "No, you call, you call him yourself." she like chuckles off the firing like you're not gonna fire me and she goes to put up uh signs on the roadside which is not where sam wants them he wants them on the lake side but she puts them on the roadside which is where she thinks they belong and while they're arguing garbage truck runs her over uh rip eugenia rip eugenia yeah we knew you well you were a good character uh, I enjoy Sam. He's kind of a funny character, and you were yeah. a big part in Sam's character, obviously. A very mm-hmm. big part, and uh, you will continue to be a big part, despite your yeah. untimely demise. So you will be, yeah. you will be missed. And I, I, I need to correct my past self. I think that I had originally said that she got hit by a bus, but not a bus. Garbage truck. Yeah. Way, way worse. A bu- well, it's like a bus for garbage. Now, there we go. Like, you think about it like that. A bus for garbage. It comes and picks okay. it up, much like a school bus. Uh, mm-hmm. You did that, Mr. You did skip over a scene, though, uh, when Ruth did exits I? the prison. Oh, you're right. Ruth exits the prison. She returns to the car. She's in tears. Oh, I skipped over more than that, actually. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Charlotte is having a, a conversation with Wendy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And she said, I actually, it's really sad I skipped this scene because this is like, I love this. I love this. I mean, scene. the I timeline doesn't line. matter here. You can say the timeline happens yeah. after this. Yeah. So, so she, she says to, to Wendy, all day I've seen versions of how I might end up and I hate them all. And which, that's a pretty profound statement for a 15 year old, but not an unrealistic one. No, yeah, not unrealistic. I think 15 is a pretty good age where you start thinking about, a bit about the future, not like mm-hmm. beyonds ahead, but you're like, you know, this. Yeah. yeah so, and it informs a lot of, of 
about her decisions that she's made to run away. But she's, she then kind of throws it back on Wendy a bit and says, I will not suffer in silence. I'm not you. Uh, and Wendy doesn't have uh, nearly the overtly negative reaction that I expected her to have to that. It's, it's, it's definitely more on the compassionate side uh, than it is on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but th- that conversation gets cut short by Ruth's return and she returns and in, in just in tears. Her makeup is just uh, running down her face with the tears and it's, it's quite sad. It's very, yeah, it's very sad. Uh, makeup's ran and yeah. It's sad to see like someone that we know is such a strong, smart person being diminished and just reduced to a, a, a puddle of tears like this by some complete jerk who uh, doesn't seem to me to have half the brains that Ruth has. Oh, you're talking about, I think it's about Eugenia. I'm talking about Ruth. No, I'm talking about, okay. I'm talking about Ruth and Cade, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm talking about Ruth. Anyway, uh, then the Sam and Eugenie scene, Eugenie gets hit by the truck. Uh, next scene is in the motel. Russ brings Petty a brochure for their business. Uh, and Petty can't bring himself to tell him his plan. Yeah. Uh, because he should have been turning Russ over to Evans at that point. So, just, so do so do you think Petty? A bit of there, there, there's a bit of an actual bond occurring between them, or I do, yeah, yeah, I definitely do. I would agree yeah. as well. So, yeah, that's okay. sweet. And even at yeah. the end of Evans' conversation, Petty and Evans' conversation, he kind of reluctantly goes, "Okay, fine, he's yours." And yep, quickly. So, yeah, it's not something he wanted to do. He didn't want to give Russ over to Petty or over to Evans, but um, but he does, and uh, but he doesn't. He doesn't push it here. He just kind of indulges the brochure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he anyway. soaks it in. See, speaking of soaking, Mason is soaking down the church in gasoline. Yeah, hopefully that wood's been sealed. That probably hasn't. Uh, maybe it has. <laughs> not, yeah, that gasoline is probably soaking in there. Not good. Not good. I imagine <laughs> no. not good for wood. I don't actually know. Well, once he lights the match, it's definitely not good for the wood. So. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, he burns down the church, and the Snells uh, are witnessing it. They they can see the smoke pyre uh, from their house. From the the, the Axis Mundi, if you will. No, Mr. Sal, the crep, the compound ranch estate plantation, the Snell home. My bad, my bad. Gotta, the crep, <laughs> the Snell crep. So, but they can see the pillar of smoke billowing into the sky, uh, and they must have told him to do it because jacob seems pretty pleased and yeah oh i don't think they told him to do it or if they just knew he would do it because they just said he did the right thing that's a that's see a good the point. fire and they know kind of where it is and they're like good good yeah, that's a good right? good point good point um and but regardless jacob is pretty satisfied darlene maybe not so much she wants to kill marty before someone else does so it's not enough for Darlene that Marty dies she he needs to die by her hand yeah rightfully so is it no no not at all that's so unreasonable that is like (laughs) 
I mean, there's gotta be some arrogance in that, right? Or maybe, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe, oh, maybe she's a bit worried. Like, maybe they won't kill him right. It'll be painful and harmful. <laughs> and Marty doesn't deserve that. He deserves to go out in a humane way, like mm. a heroin overdose or something yeah, like I'm, that. I, I'm sure that's it. But no, it, it is. It is really strange. Like Marty. It's it's not as though Marty has intentionally wronged the Snells at any point. No, he's actually tried not to. He's he's trying to back it up as well, like uh, mm-hmm. before, you know, trying to get him to stop yeah. building with and, church and whatnot. He's paid them off, like with everything he has. That's not even his money. Like it seems like he's tried at every turn to do right by the Snells. Certainly, I would agree. Uh, yet still, Darlene wants to be the one to kill him. You're darn right. We got to keep an eye on this, Darlene. Yeah, keep keep an eye on her. <laughs> but All right. you know, you know what Jonas keeping an eye on those Starlings. Starlings, yeah. <laughs> yes, Jonah's still watching Starling videos. And Charlotte returns. She apologizes to Marty. And she says she's gonna go for a swim. Well, Wendy is beside herself at this point. With Jonah watching his videos and Charlotte swimming, Wendy confronts Marty and says she wants to send the kids back to Chicago. Well, Marty thinks that if any of them leave, then they're all dead. He also thinks that she will betray him and abandon him too. So it's the kids now, but eventually it'll be you and you'll and you'll all have abandoned me and I'll be on my own here. Now, she calls him out for having the video and watching it 27 times and never confronting her about it. What do you think of that? What video player has a counter? I have to ask that well, though. Oh, but <laughs> is that a thing? Like on like well, an Apple device? Like like iTunes has a counter for like what? I can tell you how many times I've listened to a song. Right. Okay. So no, imagine... no, there you go. You're right. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll see it right there. That's fair enough. Fair enough. I, I don't know anything that has that, but I was wondering because I don't really use some Mac computers. I don't really use I I have an Apple phone, but I don't really use iTunes and whatnot there. So fair enough. Okay. Then is Mar- is Marty's computer then. a Mac? I don't remember. That would that would know. answer some questions though, yeah, certainly. But as long as there's some software out there that keeps count, yeah. then there is that, for that sure. makes it more reasonable. I just I've never heard of that. So it's like, yeah. I mean, that's a bit odd, but I mean if yeah. you've seen software that does that, then fair enough. So mm-hmm. uh what was the what was the original question? <laughs> so what do you think about the fact that she's calling him out here for having watched it twenty seven times and never confronting her about it? Do you think Marty should have confronted her about it? Listen, that's a hard question. Uh, I know, but I would, I would probably say I don't think the onus is on him to confront her. I mean, she knows that he knows. You know, yeah. he, they, they they've talked about it. Mm-hmm. They just haven't talked about the video. Specifically. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, why not talk about the video after the fact? I mean, I see what you mean. So even after it's out that she's had the affair, now they're here in the Ozarks. Why not come clean about having this video? Hmm. I, I don't think Marty. I I would not discredit Marty if he did not come clean about the video. Okay. See, I I do think he loses some credibility because he didn't. He had the video before Dell showed up at Gary Silverberg's place. Yeah, but yeah, before all he, this stuff happened. Yeah, all right. But I mean, he, he was sitting in the living room watching the video while Wendy was watching television that night. Yeah. 
so i mean i i don't know if if that if i'm wendy in that situation i can i can see being a little pissed off that you know you knew about it and you didn't say anything why didn't you confront me about it so we you know from the beginning i why did i, I get that like like i would agree with that but the the only issue is that like wendy's the one cheating so i don't i don't mm-hmm. i don't think like that's what marty did would normally be a wrong but because what i feel wendy's doing is wrong mm-hmm. it's it it doesn't discredit him in that way so i i think it's fine now if it was like and I'm trying to think of something like now my my brain's starting to hurt here. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it isn't right though because I can't think of a good example. Maybe yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I bu- it's definitely not a good thing. It's definitely not a good thing. I won't I won't say that. But whether it discredits him in my eyes, I don't know, or just in general, him not really. But I can Wendy. I mean, I, I obviously Wendy did the cheating. She's in the wrong. Yeah. But I can sympathize with her being upset that Marty never confronted her about the video, especially given that he was trying to mimic the video in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. And that's true, actually. The, mim- the mimicking part does make it way worse. Yeah. Yeah. That does make it way worse. <laughs> that's how she found out. That's how she's a way to Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But Marty has his own call out to do. He calls her out for coming home every night, living a lie. So you could have said no at any number of points, and he lays them all out. You you could have said no when he offered to buy you that first drink. You could have said no when he stuck his tongue in your mouth. You could have said no at all these these points. And she says, well, why would I? You shut me out the minute we decided to launder the money. Now, she does use the expression, we decided to launder the money. So she has been in on this from the beginning. Uh, Good good on Marty for not endangering his wife without first letting her know. That's respectable. (laughs) I respect that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I guess so. I, I, I know if, if his is on the chopping block, at least he's risking her head on the chopping block. I think it's only fair that you let him know, hey, your head's a bit on the chopping block. So, I <laughs> but it does seem like uh, that was the turning point in the relationship when he started shutting her out. He says he did it to protect her, but she says, I didn't want your protection. I wanted you. And she asks him, why did you even want me here? which is not a bad question. I mean, he could have had her thrown off the balcony with Gary uh, by Dell, mm-hmm. but he says it's I, necessity, not desire. As, as we felt. Yeah. Yep. But, oh, that's, that's painful. Um, and why didn't you let Dell kill me? And to that, all Marty has to say is, you broke my heart, Wendy. So, which is very reminiscent of the godfather uh part two but it's it is interesting to hear marty say that though because he seems so cold and calculating and callous uh so to hear her to hear him say you know you not just you know you pissed me off you betrayed me any of that but rather you broke my heart that is that is the next level stuff yeah that is some big uh boy things to say Big boy things to say, indeed. Definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. Kind of sad. Mm-hmm. And the, throughout this this argument, we do see Charlotte really struggling in the water. She does. She, I mean, she sinks. She's like ready. To, she's just about drowned, but she does recover just in time. Kicks up, 
and gasps for air. So let me ask you, do you think this was intentional yeah. by Charlotte? Yeah, I think it was inten- I think she was just kind of like sitting under the water thinking, like, do I want to go up for air? Okay, so two things about that. I, it seemed like she was struggling before she went down. That is true, like, actually. Le- legitimately yeah. struggling. The other thing is, I, I feel like it is impossible to drown yourself this way. To speak intentionally drown yourself. Speak for yourself, Mr. Sal. Uh, well, how, well, actually, actually, I I would agree with you, except like people do drown, right? Yes. So you must be able to drown. So why can't I drown myself? Be, well, so I just saying like I'll start panicking because there's CO2 in my blood, right? That'll make me panic. But, yeah, but this is this is just she 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 drops down. I feel like there's a response in your body that's gonna be, you know, you have to you have to push up. You need air because you, otherwise you have to like force yourself to stay down. I, I don't you know. For, I, you just have to force your like nose and mouth to stay down long enough till you pass oh, until you start passing out, hmm. and then it and then and then obviously you know. You, you don't have control anymore maybe maybe you will just, i i feel like it's possible just because if if people can drown under normal water right conditions yeah. then surely you can drown yourself hmm. that's how i feel on that i feel like it must be possible now i'll be honest i'm not going to test this hypothesis but i feel like it's possible if you can accidentally drown then why can't you purposely drown so there's there are a couple of scenes in the leftovers which we've covered and everybody should watch and listen to uh, our coverage of uh, great series my favorite series but a couple of scenes where somebody uh, is uh, trying to drown themselves uh, and need needs outside assistance mm-hmm. right in fact at one point they say. You're gonna to have to hold me down, and that's someone who was trying to drown. So I, I don't know. I, I I do go back and forth on whether or not this was intentional. Uh, if it's if it was intentional, I wonder what brought her back up. I mean, she why decided, she decided? You know, she was wanna. She wants to live life. I. But you are right, though. She's struggling. So that is, mm-hmm. you're right there. I didn't think about that part. Honestly. Yeah, so I yeah. didn't think it was intentional, but she was struggling beforehand, it looked like. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. But I don't, I still understand why she was struggling. I mean, did she, have a, did she get like a cramp or something? Have you ever, have you ever had uh, that, a cramp while you're swimming? I have, but uh, I don't think so. But I, don't, I, don't I remember so. seeing in like children's TV shows, namely SpongeBob, it does not sound good to have a cramp while swimming. So, no, yeah, no, I don't, pretty, I don't know. pretty bad. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you are right though. Her struggling while she's swimming is, I, I guess it must have been an accident. I feel like it must have been an accident. Then, unless she was really trying to sell the fact that's an accident, in case someone's watching or if there's cameras. But ah, that, yeah, I, I don't man, think so. That's that's some next level stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, or like, man, forensics teams these days, maybe they can tell. Maybe they could tell. Ah. Her, she wants her family to get that life insurance payout. Ah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know too many people who have life insurance policies on their kids. 
Do you guess on why? Like, do you think that's I it life? I, I'm thinking if that's like, how do you feel about that? If you get life insurance out on your kid, well, I mean, like, the, I, or do you think? I, uh, obviously, that the the what you're hoping for is like, oh, if our child passes away for whatever reason, um, hopefully that will help offset. I don't know. Well, actually, what were you gonna say now? Now I'm curious. Well, I mean, the point of life insurance is to uh, compensate for the loss of income, right? Which mm-hmm. children don't generally generate. So, yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not. You're right. Actually, the the, the only point that uh, the only point in having life insurance on a child is in the hopes that money makes you feel better if you lose your kid. Which yeah, like, there you go. I I, I I I don't like it. It's icky to me. No, but Mr. Sal, Mr. Sal, though, think about oh, actually, I don't I, grieving, grieving with an extra like five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a, it's an easier. I mean, even if it's not an easier grief, you can have a way better funeral. No, that's that's for sure. That, that, that is, is for I, sure. I do wonder. Should I fr- should you frown upon someone that gets life insurance out on their kid? I wonder. Like, is that like? Mm-hmm. Well, come on. Don't even worry about that outcome. But at the same time, you can't tell someone not to. Like, what if it happens? Well, yeah, I'm not hoping it happens, but yeah, I'm worried. And if it does happen, I'll be somewhat protected. Who knows? And hopefully, they may or may not have life insurance out on Charlotte. But here's what we do know, Mr. Sal. What do we know? We know that there's a time and a place for everything in this world, right? There are time zones, though Earth we believe is a globe that spins around and we know what time it is right now, right where we are. I do it's know what time it is. TV time. It's just uh, TV time. Yay. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like that, but there you go. TV time. Yeah. Ozark. Uh, amazing TV yeah. times with Ozark. Just kidding. I shouldn't say I'm just kidding. They can be interesting, but typically Marty's the number one rated character. They're always criminally a four. Uh, <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know that i've we've had any interesting uh ozark tv times yet like yeah. it's definitely best with lost but yeah. this is uh and, and i i think that today you know nothing to tell you about the emotions uh excited and shocked or, or one and two i'm gonna uh, say you gave it a five people gave yep. it a four yep <laughs> okay. uh, uh, the people it was 57 percent for 35 percent five okay and i want to say most people gave it to marty the question is who did you give this episode to yeah so marty 64 percent which is on the low end for marty but it is getting lower for marty yeah i think what's more what's more interesting about ozark uh on tv time is trying to figure out who's second third and so forth that is true so and trying to figure out who i gave it to uh, I really don't know for this episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot. It's a big way tie between everyone. Like Snells are interesting. I don't really like Mason all that much. Like you, so I wouldn't even put Mason nah. in the running for it. Uh, don't don't ever, for it, but don't ever expect me to vote for Mason or Petty. <laughs> it, yeah. it will never happen. Petty's a lot in the story as well. Uh, I know you wouldn't vote for him. Wendy has your own stuff and that great argument so i i i I do think you might have put wendy ruth ruth doesn't have all that much this episode you know uh, it's my biggest criticism 
My biggest criticism of the episode, there's just not enough Ruth. You could say Charlotte. I don't think Jonah. I guess I'd say Wendy. So you said Wendy. That is what I said. I said Wendy. And I love the argument at the end. I love her scheme yeah. to get Eugenia in, uh, to get Eugenia's money. Uh, I love her conversation with Charlotte at the prison. Uh, yeah, Wendy's, Wendy's got it for me this episode. So what was TV time second place? second place 21 percent. that's a pretty big second place for tv that time is, on that Ozark. is a good chunk a fifth of people it said. is you are never gonna believe this is it charlotte no no you, you'll believe it it's jonah jonah yeah i respect it's, that it's yeah it's it's the it's the scene in the school which is awesome yeah everyone's like listen that's a cool <laughs> kid right imagine <laughs> like i did, did they do that stuff when you were younger like signing no, uh, piece of that's, paper. I that's, I had that's... to do that when I was younger. Like mm-hmm. uh, like some speakers came in. Like everyone signed this pledge, and like I signed yep. the pledge, and so on and so forth. But like that'd be yep. pretty cool if there was a kid that spoke out. Like, hey, I don't want to <laughs> just sign this pledge. <laughs> I don't know why. There's, just, there's just something. This. There's just something. Yeah, there's just something about telling kids to sign a pledge. Like, because like, I don't know what are you accomplishing there. I'm I'm kind of with Jonah here, and I, I'm. I'm with them in a different way, though. I just like, why are you making these kids sign this pledge? I guess you're trying to make it more serious to them. But yeah, like... it's just it adds a it's a level of self uh, investment. Like I I have made the investment to commit to this. I'm less likely to break it now. It doesn't mean that it's binding, of course. No, yeah. yeah. It it just means that they're less likely to break it because they put pen to paper and put their signature on it. Yeah, thing though, are they less likely to break it or are you just wasting everyone's time? Like I want to see some scientific evidence that they're less likely to break it. I want to see some I'm, like I'm pretty sure there is. There. So, but I, I but I don't know. I tell you what, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'll stop complaining about it. If we pass a law that makes kids legally bound to stick by it, and if they don't, <laughs> no, you, you take the so when they sign that paper, you take it, you put it in their permanent record, right? That I always hear about. You put it in the permanent record, and if <laughs> that kid ever gets caught for some sort of drug or alcohol related offense, right, you throw the book at them. You go, hey, as I talked about earlier with Jonah, right? Hey, when you were 12, sign on the paper, you signed this here saying he would say no to these drugs, but. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, you're 19 now. You're 20. You smoked a cigarette, but here you said you wouldn't. <laughs> going away for a long time, buddy. Going away for a long time, right? Oh, my God. So, and then I'll be with it. There's actual meaning behind it. No, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's, I, but, you know, I, I respect the gusto in doing that. There's, there's, okay. there's, a, there's, a, there's an air of spunk in doing that. So. All right. Well, uh, so he, Jonah was number two, 21%. Charlotte, number three, 7%. Ruth, number four, 5%. Wendy, number five, 3%. What are people thinking? Anyway. Yeah, kind of low for Wendy. Yeah. I mean, hopefully that's a bit low for Wendy. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that is the end of our coverage, our spoiler-free coverage of Nestbox. Please tune in next week for episode eight of season one, Kaleidoscope. And folks, if you want to reach us, uh, questions, comments, we'd love to hear from you at showhopperspodcast.gmail.com. Uh, please do spread the word about Showhoppers. Share us with any anyone or anything that you think might be interested in the podcast, and even those who aren't interested. <laughs> Impose us on them. Yes. 
<laughs> this, specifically, if you're talking to young children and you're forcing oh, them no. to sign a piece of paper while you're <laughs> at it, show them the podcast. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. And of course, we appreciate any five star ratings and reviews that you would be willing to impart upon us. Folks, we thank you as always for listening, and we'll see you again next week for Kaleidoscope. And now it's on to the spoiler section. Mr. Sal. What's up, Kurt? We're, we're now in the spoiler section. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I always, for some reason, like, do you ever associate thoughts with smells or some sort of, like, whenever, whenever we say spoiler yeah. section, I think of, like, a musty, like, going into, like, a, like, a unfinished basement, like, you know, like, like, you know, Ooh. there's dirt on the ground, it's yep. kind of like a musty smell. It's just, yep. that's the spoiler zone. It's not, it's not that pretty. Is the sp- there's nothing really <laughs> to go on, because, like I say, every spoiler zone, I have nothing to talk about here. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Every time there's a spoiler section, Every time. I feel like there's less and less food to talk about. Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, you're you're gonna you're gonna come up with something, I'm sure. But I mean, now uh, I did while well, I said that, like uh, Evans, and uh, well, I yeah. guess this whole Petty and Russ thing. I, here's what I'll say on this: I I did not realize how invested Petty got with Russ. Oh yeah, this degree well, this quickly. Well, I think, and it really drives him in season two. Yes. Like it, it's like right now he's pretty driven to bust Marty, but like not um not uh i don't know illegally or violently so right he's he's gonna go to any extreme to bust marty in season two because of russ's death Mm -hmm. so so yeah he's he's quite invested certainly uh that's that's one thing when Cade gets out that'll be interesting uh i'm excited for the season finale i'm curious because i don't really remember like what happens exactly in which episodes leading up mm-hmm. to the finale uh at least one to ten at least one to eight there's only three episodes left so <laughs> my my guessing's starting to get a little so at least i've got some knowledge on uh, some of your possible answers and if you don't give your eight and a ten before the final episode i'll kind of know that rating uh so hopefully pitching that for <laughs> me i i wonder which is the eight, which is the 10. I have a pretty good guess, but I, I mean, I'm not going to say now. I feel, I feel yeah, like don't I do. say now. I don't know. Uh, but okay. We'll see on that. We'll see on that. We'll see how my my guessing record. I don't know. I actually don't. No, we should. I say this now. I'm kind of in fear of doing this. I wonder if I start keeping track of how accurate our guesses are. Like, yeah. Like a tally, we like should, a point for the whole season. We, sh- we should have been doing that all along. Uh, the good news is it's right in the beginning of every episode. If we really wanted to figure it out, we could go back and figure it out nah, pretty quickly. I'm not going to go back and figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 maybe in season two or maybe for... Uh, definitely, the thing is, Ozark's a shorter series and we kind of already know each other's things on it. Yeah. I think, um, like, series that are... When, when I was watching The Leftovers or now when you're watching Lost, yeah. right, it's more interesting, I think, in those guesses. Uh, for sure see how many of those i can get right when i guess your lost ratings uh, yes maybe, maybe maybe i'll start keeping track of that when i when i get a w and when i get an l but, <laughs> exactly but anyway back back to ozark <laughs> yeah so Char- charlotte uh makes some steps toward uh extreme measures in this episode by trying to run away and we know that next season it's it gets even worse for charlotte as she tries to emancipate herself yes do you remember remember that yes Mm -hmm. like which is i mean that's that's a huge conflict because you know she knows everything 
and she's trying to emancipate herself. So that's, so, that's the worrying part about telling like young children your secret. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're young, and you don't know how. They're your children. Like, I feel like this is with every parent. I mean, the relationship people have with other people is different, right? That is safe to mm-hmm. say. Like, the relationship you have with, especially when you're a kid, with your parents is different than what you have to your friends, than what you have mm-hmm. to perhaps, like, a romantic interest. like you, Or, like, to a stranger or to a boss, right? People act differently yep. with different people, usually. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just, you know, that's just how people, most people are. And so, like, what if your kids spill the beans about this or like you know, they kind of feel like it's a trivial thing especially Jonah's much younger maybe he'll grow up and he'll you know and as i'm telling anyone's a really big deal for you so i yeah mm-hmm. that definitely um and i think would be a bigger worry is if they became more distant right if, if charlotte emancipated, emancipated herself and she didn't live with her parents and now she's kind of away from that and maybe a few years passed and now she's like well you know, yeah, my parents have one big reason why I love to say they were laundering money for the big uh, drug cartel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely, definitely a big worry. I mean, if I was a parent, that would eat me up. If I told my kids that I was laundering drug money, now I got to hope that they don't, like, tell their friends at school or something. Like, oh. Oh, I know. Yeah, right. for sure. This, sure. Oh, that's terrible. Hey, I got a question for you. The, the guy who comes uh, and kind of spooks Wendy uh at the real estate uh place where she, she's driving around mm-hmm. uh i do, i think we see him again and i think he ends up dead by the end of the season i i don't remember i was wondering like marty says he might know him so i'm like are we gonna see him in like that mm-hmm. flashback when marty meets Dell? i don't think so mm. i don't remember this Maybe. but i don't are, are we gonna see him when marty gets like kidnapped by the car i don't like, i don't really know nah. I don't think so. I don't know. But I have no I, clue. Just because Marty said he knows him, I'm like, I don't know him. <laughs> so. I know. I, I'm pretty sure that he's dead by the end of the season. Okay. Do you know why? Uh, doesn't Buddy kill him? Oh, like, maybe. We'll see. I think I think that's how Buddy gets heavily involved with the birds. Like, that's and, the and first. That's what he gets in the game. Yeah. I might be wrong about that, though. Man, this is like the worst spoiler section ever. Oh, it it's is. Just... It's a spoiler section, but it's like two old two old men that can't really remember what they're trying to spoil. Them. Like, yeah, I, think, like... I think Wendy dies in season two. No, no it's not Wendy. Actually, I don't it's think like... any female dies in season two. Dang, Darlene. Like, this no, is Jacob that dies. Is it Darlene? I can't remember. <laughs> this is like the, the Kurt and Mr. Sal uh, fan fiction section. I, I mean... Cause... Vaguely, uh, I, I, try to remember. I vaguely remember stuff but you did say jacob died. jacob does die he does <laughs> so. die he does die he does die that that is true yeah. but yeah uh, well but we'll see we do see uh you know in this episode darlene's just willing she so she really wants marty dead and and we know that marty's still alive and so is darlene by the end of season three i wonder if she if this is foreshadowing to like the end of the series that maybe she uh, is going to be the one to get Marty. Oh, I see what you mean. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I respect that. I respect if Darlene took out Marty, especially the way they pick up season four. I probably should always remind you guys, we, we have yet to see season four. We've seen all season up to that season four is yet to be released at the time of us recording this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that, that'd be interesting. I, I'd be okay with that with the Ruth, Wyatt, and 
Where's three actually? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's such a minor character. <laughs> but he's still a kid. Ah, like, oh, yeah. no, whatever, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, does it really care for him? Like, does this does Ruth live? I just, I guess, my, my perception was Ruth lives with them on the clep, right? The <laughs> compound. Uh, what's the oh, for? oh, crep. Sorry, uh, the compound this, ranch this, estate plantation. The 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 term about the Snell's crep. Yeah. Oh, oh, I I don't think I don't it's know. I don't that think, far. I don't think like, it I, has either. That's just kind of my assumption. So I guess yeah, Ruth and three, and Wyatt, Darlene. Interesting. I mean, at that point, it's more like the Langmore crep than it is the Snell crep. That's right? what you mean. There's yeah. More Lang, more Langmores than Snells. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough statement. That's fair enough statement. But yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, I'm excited for that though. Excited to see what why. I, listen, I I I was sad what happened with Wyatt in season three. Um, yeah, it, it, it's weird what happened between Wyatt and uh, Darlene. But besides mm-hmm. that, there's not that much more. You know, Wyatt's also just angry at Ruth. Eventually, yeah. kind of forgives her and whatnot. And now, but I hope there's more of Wyatt. Yeah, you know it is really interesting. I mean, this is why Ruth is such a great character. You know, it's 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 interesting. If she was ready to kill Marty, and she she had it set up, and it got unhooked, and here she is in the prison talking to Cade, uh, the like the person. I mean, obviously she is obsessed with seeking the approval of her father. Like, obviously she's getting dressed up. She's like crying when he calls her stupid. I mean, she wants his approval so bad. And yet she still, by the end of the season, is going to kill his two brothers instead of Marty. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it is interesting. I love watching her reaction to the birds throughout the course of the season as she starts to see you know the way that they interact as a family and the way they treat her like family it really is it's, it's really informative because we know eventually she's going to turn on her own family and become more of a bird than a langmore yeah. so yeah it's a sweet story if you're a if you're a, a bird <laughs> Well, I think it's Not time so to close up. More. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to close up this nest box. Unless you have something else you want to add. Ah, uh, no, nothing particularly. Okay, so folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, all the same reminders that we gave you at the end of uh, right before the spoiler section. Uh, but we do thank you for listening, and we look forward to talking to you next week about episode eight, Kaleidoscope.